What is up, everybody, and welcome in to... It's not a very special edition yet. I mean, we are still seven days out from the NBA draft. Uh, rumors are swirling. Takes are flying. Leaks are coming. Frankie Cardicelli is here. I am here. Chris Watkins as well. Uh, Frank, seven days out. How how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel? Vibes are right now. Chris, Christopher, Chris. Can I call you Chris? Dude, you um, know what's so crazy is I was going to, last night. I was thinking like, oh, like how am I going to intro this podcast? And I was going to try and guess your middle name. You don't know my middle name? No clue. And I, I was don't like, think I know yours either. No, I was going to say like Frankie Jordan Cardicelli or something. That'd be I don't awesome. know. <laughs> uh, can you guess my middle name? Think, uh, think Italian. Is it Italian? Yes, it's very okay. Italian. Uh, Frankie, it does it end with like a vowel sounding? Like it Frankie, an, it ends with an o. Journey, an o. Cardicelli. <laughs> journey, no, it, it, uh, it ends with an O. Frankie DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like Paolo, Pablo. Uh, it, Paolo would be <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, again, I, I feel like hand. I'm striking starts, out. Starts with an A. A ends with O. Uh, Abelo. No, that's not even a word, is it? Virgil, Virgil Abelo, uh, uh, Antonio. That's my, uh, my brother's middle name. Very close, though. One more guess. Um, Emilio. <laughs> Shout out, uh, Shout Emilio. Shout out, Emilio, I guess. Yeah, I was so, like, I don't... Uh, our, new, our new NFL writer. Yes, sir. Uh, my middle name's Angelo. Angelo. Okay, yeah, for sure. Franklin Angelo Cardicelli. What's your Chris Watkins? Is it your dad's name? Uh, no, my first name is my dad's middle name though. But Are uh, you Chris Matthew. No, it got the first letter though. With an M. M. Is it like a person's name? Yes. Mark. No, my dad's name is Mark though. Shout out. Yeah, Mar- Chris Blank Watkins. Chris. Is it like super obvious? No. Uh, I mean, like it's a very like generic name, like Chris, <laughs> Mark, not Mark, not uh, Mark, 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 not Matt, not Matt, not Matt, not, not, not Matt, not Matt. Shout out Matt George. No Matt. Uh, no, shout out Matt. I, I think I'm it? doing Matt's podcast tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. What is it? Michael. 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 Yeah. Come on. Yes. I don't guess Michael. Yeah. Christopher oh my. Michael. Oh my God. Very official, like bad start to the podcast. Yeah, bad vibes. So bad, bad start to the bad, podcast. Vibes are bad so far. Big, big idiot vibes to start the, pod, <laughs> to start the podcast. Uh, speaking of big idiots, uh, we're one week away from the draft. That was not where I thought you were going. <laughs> I just keep going. We're one, we're one week away from the NBA draft. The Sacramento Kings are gonna scare us for the next seven days. We already are seeing some reports Gosh. that you know. Obviously, there are going to be those reports that they're Jaden Ivy. We'll get to that report. He obviously is is not interested in coming to Sacramento. We've heard. We or heard is that, he? We had heard that before. I mean, on our own, we've heard that he he wasn't thrilled with the possibility of coming here. But now it looks like the the national media, ESPN, put out a report uh, stating that he it's not a preferred spot for him. We're seeing the Washington Wizards are very interested in trading up to the fourth pick. Uh, get in line. It's get in line for sure. It, it's rumor central. It is rumor central. It's kind of a toxic time, really, when you're this close to the draft and all these rumors are coming around. I think I asked you last week if you liked them or not. And you do you still like you like these rumors, or are you kind of just over them because they're very they're very toxic, man. These are toxic rumors. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, last week I did say that I enjoy rumors. I are you flipping on? I, it? It's more just I like to know information, but. Like, at this point, you're right. Like, it just feels like it's toxic. Like, none of the information that's coming out right now seems like it's really based in any form of truth. I'm not saying it's not sourced out, but um, it's all just kind of not hearsay even. I'm trying to think of the right word. It's just no one is getting word from Monty McNair. That's more what it is. It's just, okay, I've heard, okay, Vivek might like Keegan Murray. That's great. Whoop-de-doo. Vivek also liked Mark Jackson, and that didn't turn out. So how much does that really mean? Um, you know, I'm hearing, yeah, Jaden Ivey, not preferred Sacramento location. You read into it, it's kind of more just like he doesn't say, I don't want to play in Sacramento. It's more just he might not like the fit, which has been a massive talking point for everybody for the past month. Um, that's not really news that Jaden Ivey isn't – 
the Kings aren't the most perfect fit for Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey isn't the most perfect fit for the Kings. Uh, his preferred destination, yeah, is probably Detroit, where his mom played uh, WNBA basketball. I think you you said he's from uh, Indiana, so Indiana has the six pick. I'm sure in terms of comfortability, he would much rather be in one of those spots. Um, I guess we, should we start with that's that? That's just interesting, should yeah. We, let's start with that. Yeah. The, the, the first report came from ESPN's kind of draft god. Jonathan Gavoni is like a draft god. of of. He's been doing the draft game for a very long time. I think he created ja- uh, Draft Express back in the day. Yeah, uh, Draft Express, which I used to use that all the time in high mm-hmm. school. Uh, put out a report yesterday in his mock draft. He still has the Kings taking Jaden Ivey in his mock draft, mind you. But yesterday he said the following, quote, The Kings aren't Ivey's preferred destination, but have proved willing to take players without the benefit of workouts and medical information in the past. Doing so as recently as a year ago when selecting Davion Mitchell. Many around the NBA feel that this pick is available for a team looking to swap picks and move up in the draft for Ivey. Detroit, Indiana, and Oklahoma City are among those that could potentially exchange an asset to help the Kings' chances of contending for a playoff spot with the likes of Jeremy Grant, Miles Turner, and Lou Dort, a few potential options that rival teams point to. And obviously, Washington's one of those teams as well, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Later on in that same article, Gavoni says if the Kings hold on to the fourth pick, they will want to avoid drama by picking a player like Keegan Murray, who is... Uh, obviously, came, he came out today, King and Murray, his quotes, he is very open to coming to Sacramento. He wants to be a part of the change here. The, the same things you kind of hear players come in and say every year. King and Murray wants to be taken fourth he because wants, he wants to go number four and he in the wants, draft. Yeah, he wants the, the higher, the think, higher yeah. purse, the, the higher contract you get by being selected as a top four pick. Um, he, Yeah, I mean, he's saying the right things you need to say when you want to be taken fourth. He's saying the right things. That's, he's reading the script perfectly. But point is, and... On the Carmichael Dave show with, with Jason Ross this morning, Sam Amick of The Athletic came on, and they kind of talked about this, how how you can take these reports and how which source says it. Is it is it someone that's very connected with the team that has told Gavoni that, that, the King, that Ivy is not interested or doesn't want to be here? Was it Ivy's camp that said it? Was it Ivy himself? I just, it, it depends on how much you want to read into it. But point is... Uh, I don't really read that much into it. I, I'm not surprised at the same time. I think that when you look at a young player who plays a guard position and the Kings are a team that have two guards who are, I'd say, you know, De'Aaron Fox is De'Aaron Fox and da- da- Davion Mitchell is is a guy who is probably going to start or be a guy who plays 30-plus minutes off the bench, it makes sense that he would not want to come here. He wants to go to a situation where he will get a lot of run, like Oklahoma City, or Houston, mm-hmm. a place where he'll be the starting guard and he's going to play big minutes. So I'm not that upset by the fact that a top prospect does not want to come to a place that has A, not one in 16 years, and B, has two guards at both spots already. And they're going to try to re-sign Dante DiVincenzo. So I don't read it too much. I'm not offended by it. It doesn't make me angry. No. How did you take that report when it first came out? Did you, number one, believe it, and number two, do you care? Um, do I believe it? I guess, like, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's probably, again, like, if we're going off of the letter of what he said, is it his preferred location? No, I'm sure he would prefer, again, yeah, to go top three, potentially go to OKC, even though OKC does kind of have a logjam at guard as well. Um, I'm sure he would, you know, much rather go two and go into that situation than go to four and go to our situation. Um, and again, yeah, I'm sure he would love to go to Detroit. I'm sure he would love to go uh, to Indiana more than Sacramento, a place that he has no ties to and only probably knows them for losing. Um, so, no, yeah, I, I really don't believe that he won't. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to not play for the Kings if they draft him? Is he going to sit out? Is he going to really start off on the wrong foot like that? I don't think so. I think he'll probably come in and play. Um, second thing was, do I care? Mm-hmm. Like, would it affect my decision? No, it wouldn't. Um, Again, like, yeah, these are young guys. They're getting their NBA career started. How about we focus on being an NBA player first? And I definitely think Jaden Ivey has those skills. But, you know, let's let's go out there. Let's make sure that you have the right to even ask what team that you, um, you know, can play for. That's that's a right that is – um, kind of reserved for for those who are really talented in this league to be able to pick their destination. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I just think at the end of the day, he's going to come in, he's going to play for whoever drafts him, and whatever the situation may be, even if it's not ideal, he's going to try and showcase what he's got. He really doesn't have an, another option. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm also saying this because I really want the Kings to take him instead oh, of Murray. Too. But Again, and we're going to get to our final yeah. mock. We'll do like maybe a – or maybe not mock, but our final what will the Kings do because mm-hmm. we, we might not record until we get our, our – Fresh reaction after the draft next Friday morning or th- yeah. or Thursday night, depending on if uh, us and the fellow media members want to go out and have some yeah. some fun to either yes. celebrate or or sulk after the draft. <laughs> but um, so to kind of to two different nights, maybe I should take Friday off. Maybe we should take Low Friday key. off. Well, I, I am going. And I'm oh, going that's to, true. Yeah, you're talk, you can come with us. Come on a little vacation. Um, Jade Ivy though, uh, he did have an interview, a, a player Q and A, player Q and A, just a, a question answer with thespun.com. And he kind of expanded on on not the the Kings rumors per se, but uh, where he wants to go and probably the places he prefers to go. And you can kind of pull out of this this piece, and again, it's on the Spun dot com uh, that he wants to go to either Indiana or Detroit. Those are probably in my mind his. Pr- I mean, if he doesn't go top three, I would imagine he was going to hope he falls to five or six because yeah. he does say here. Um, Quote, obviously I want to go number one, but in reality it's about the right fit. Whatever team thinks I'm the right fit for them, I'm going to go with it. Um, the Spun asks him, are there any specific teams you think you might end up going to or any places you might think are a good fit? Ivy says, quote, I would love to go anywhere, but Detroit, my mom, played for the Detroit Shock in the WNBA. I've lived in the area, and I know what it's like. Detroit could be an option. The Pacers, my mom played with the Fever as well. I'm, oh. I'm kind of familiar with that organization. If they pick me on draft night, it would be an honor. Just being from Indiana and living there my whole life, that would be amazing. So, I don't think it's like Ivy hates the Kings mm-hmm. in Sacramento. I just think that he wants to go where he's comfortable, and I don't. I can't knock that. I think if, if Ivy was picked second, it would mean Davion Mitchell is going to probably take a, a back seat to, to Ivy. I'd imagine Ivy would be a guy that the Kings would, would look to more so, I don't think they're going to draft Ivy to be a bench guard. So, I mean, to, to kind of stop, I don't think they're going to draft Ivy, which makes me upset, <laughs> sad. But uh, I don't knock him for that. I don't knock him for wanting to go to Indiana, going to Detroit, kind of like a legacy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems like his mom, talented WNBA player, wants to kind of play and and pick up where she left off, maybe, and and you know, don the same colors, the same kind of a similar uniform. Mm-hmm. So I can't be mad about that. But yeah. Looks like Jaden Ivey is is going to be. They're pushing to go five or six. Yeah, and again, like that does not mean that the Kings won't take him at four. Um, they they fully have, you know. I think last year even they didn't get. Uh, I don't even think they really talked with Davion at all or got his medicals. No medicals, no workout, and still weren't deterred by that at all. And same with Thomas Robinson. Same with Ben McLemore. Same with let's let's not put okay, let's I'll not stop. let's not clunk those I'll, I'll, let's, that's, let's that's just not, not all right no. um, positive vibes positive vibes <laughs> well both of those two I guess if we if we are going to talk about them both of Thomas Robinson and Ben McLemore were kind of Thomas special Robinson, situations 2012 redraft coming up by the way 20, good plug that's a great plug um, we will not be taking Thomas Robinson no so no please continue I'm sorry. Um, no you're good uh, with Thomas Robinson and with Ben McLemore both of those were cases in which the Kings did not plan on those players being there at that spot. Uh, And so it would be more equivalent to, you know, they haven't talked with Jabari Smith Jr. Um, That's because they're not expecting Jabari Smith Jr. to be there. So there's really not much point to uh, accessing his medicals, asking for his medicals, trying to get him in, trying to talk with him. Uh, because Thomas Robinson was supposed to go number two, and I think Ben was supposed to go top three and then ended up falling to the Kings at five and seven, and then uh, they just felt like the value was there. Pain. Yeah, real pain. Um, but we're not here to talk about those guys. Um, what, uh, no, what? We're just, the, all, we, can, we can end this Ivy, the Ivy portion of the podcast. With this. We'll probably talk about them a little later when we mm-hmm. get to our, our, mo- our final predictions in a little bit here. Yeah. But... Um, the big talk this past really week, and especially today, like um, was the report uh, that the Washington Wizards are mm. interested in moving up to number four. Um, Quentin Mayo. Quentin Mayo. Quentin Mayo, uh, MGM. Yes, who is, uh, uh, I believe, part of Blue Wire. He's so part of Blue Wire as well. Matt. There you go. That's, that's, it's making waves a yeah. little bit. It's kind of funny how, again, rumors are 
Kind of toxic right now. This, to me, is like the definition of a rumor. Yes. Like, there's really no credible source. I don't want to say credible sourcing because I'm not trying to take, you know, his whatever, his credit away. But um, it's really just, yeah, like the Wizards want to move up to number four. They've talked to them. But, I mean, clearly nothing has been done. Can we talk about actually last night, randomly, Christian Woods traded? I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that you could so, make moves right now. You, like you can. If, if you're eliminated, you can, which that was news to me, too. Yeah. I, I haven't looked that far into it That's before. That's so weird. And things usually don't happen at this time. Yeah. But you can make trades. It, it can't become official. Mm-hmm. Until the new until league the year new, starts, I think the right? new league year starts on July 6th, uh-huh. I think. Uh, uh, yes. When trades and or mm-hmm. when free agent signings and stuff like become that can be official, completed. Yeah. So... Yeah, but that was I was driving, was driving, yeah, and my watch, so weird. my watch vibrated, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, how would Kings were we on that one? Very interesting. Um, trades are happening, right? Yes. So, I mean, obviously, no trades have happened via the draft yet, but I mean, the number four pick is going to be one that's going to get a. Mm-hmm. It probably already has a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of calls. And Washington, it, this one's a little interesting to me because the Sacramento Kings have brought in officially. They've announced they have brought in two. Top 10 talents. Top 10-ish talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor's Jeremy Sohan and Australian G-leaguer <laughs> Dyson Daniels. Those are the only two top 10, top 12 talents that Kings have brought in. So, reported. 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 Kings have obviously met with Keegan Murray. They met with a couple other guys in the top 10, allegedly. So, But looking at the fact that they brought in Sohan, they, they, they brought in Daniels, Washington wants to move up. They're, they have the 10th pick right now. The 10th pick right now, according to some mock drafts, is, again, Jeremy Sohan. Jalen Duren is there. Johnny Davis is there. Dyson Daniels is kind of a riser right now. He yeah. might not be there if they go to 10. But someone like A.J. Griffin, Benedict Mathurin, if he falls, Sohan could be there. Um, the report from Mayo, just to kind of put this out there, it says, quote, Washington's front office is very high on 6'4 guard Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. They've spent a significant amount of time discussing possible trade packages to acquire the number four overall pick from Sacramento. Ivy's assumed draft position. Sorry, it's Sacramento. Mm-hmm. They're his assumed draft position. Ivy twenty regularly pulls comparisons to explosive combo guards John Morant, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I know we we've, we've gone over that before. Um, look, you and I were talking about this off off recording. You have no interest in moving back to ten and bringing back Kyle Kuzma or, or Rui Hachimura, no. correct? No, absolutely not. No, no interest. Is there anything that you could have interest in from? Washington probably is Bradley Beal, I would imagine. Bradley Beal for sure, um, but to me, it's more just if you're going to move. I, I just, it's just bad basketball karma to get blessed, move up to the four pick, and then trade back to ten because yeah. I don't. I there's really no. I mean, to me, it's even if you want really want a Jeremy Sohan or you really want a Dyson uh, a Dyson Daniels. It's is it Dyson Daniels? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that did not sound right. Um, just take him at four at that point. Like I'm, I know that there's the value conversation, but moving back to ten is just way too far. I mean, maybe moving back to six, maybe moving back to five for sure. But if you're going to move back to ten, there's really no guarantee that anyone that you want is going to be there. Um, so for me, I would much rather just, even if it looks like it's too high for him, I would much rather you just make the pick that you like at four and and live with the consequences. Just pick Jaden Murray. I mean, Jaden. Take them both. Take them both. <laughs> uh, Jaden Ivey. I agree. No, I definitely agree. I think. Um, I, I think that would be the uh, the easiest thing to do for sure. But uh, it really does seem like there have been no positive stories about the Kings and Jaden Ivey's interest, mutual interest. Um, it all seems like it honestly does seem like from everything we've heard that Jaden Ivey is trying his hardest without being overtly, you know, public about it to just steer away from the he, number four pick. I he, mean, wa- he wants to go top three or, or five, six. Exactly. That's, I think that's more what it is. He's kind of like, I don't, I don't want to go to Sacramento. I don't, I don't it's not, not that want I, to go to Sacramento. Yes, exactly. It's just, I just want to go top three or five, six. I would five, rather six. go to the five other places I could go. Yeah, that's, so, that's it. I'm not saying yeah, I don't want to go no. to Sacramento. It's just that he has a top six, and Sacramento is definitely not top five. And that's another <laughs> thing about, like, the, like you said, I, they've been handed a golden opportunity with the fourth pick. This never happens. This no. happened in 2018, and they ruined it. This isn't quite that caliber. I mean, as far as we know, I mean, one of these guys could be the next Luca or 
the next perennial all-star. You never know. We really don't know. Yeah. But you said it, and I agree. It's been it's too much of a, a, a grand opportunity at this fourth pick to just trade back to 10th for Kyle Kuzma or Jeremy Grant or Miles Turner, like Lou Dort. Like, I will lose my mind if the Kings trade the fourth pick and get Lou Dort back. Lou Dort's a good player. I'd I would be pretty like, hyped. I'm not going to lie. For the fourth pick, though? I mean, not just for the fourth pick. That's what I mean. I mean. Yeah. Like, no way. Like, yeah. I, I would need a lot more than just want Jeremy Grant, sure. who's expiring. Miles Turner, I don't know why his name is even listed. The Kings and <laughs> DeMondis Sabonis. Sabonis already didn't work out with him. That's why they <laughs> traded Sabonis. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm very much um, I'm afraid. I, I, I'm frustrated that they're, they're going to move the fourth pick. I hope if they do, they can stay in the top ten. It, that's why the, the Wizards deal to me isn't the worst thing in the world. They can stay in the top ten, maybe strike gold on a tenth pick, and bring back some some players who are going to be under contract for more than one year, which is also important to me. I don't want to trade back to five for Jeremy Grant for one year. And I don't know. I agree. I mean, Keegan Murray. I completely agree. I'm intrigued about Keegan Murray, which we'll talk about him later. Less intrigued. But I, I, I'm not intrigued to trade the fourth pick and get bring Jeremy Grant back for one season. I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, to me, that just doesn't make sense. Again, like. Yeah, especially with the one season aspect of it. But honestly, I would much rather have him than for one season than for four and have to pay him the kind of money that he's going to ask for. I just don't think he's that level of a player, and it would kind of hamstring the ham. It would hamstring. 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 It would hamper. Let's just say it would would hamper the Kings' um, flexibility moving forward, which is something that Monty has been very adamant uh, adamant about, and. Honestly, as we've done uh, our player reviews, which I will plug, um, we've done Mo Harkless and Alex Len, it's very clear that Monty is incredibly intentional with um, the deals that he makes and the things that he tries to do. And I think uh, part in terms of keeping that flexibility, I think, uh, you know, with those with the contracts specifically of Alex Len and Mo Harkless, uh, those are two incredibly movable contracts. And we talk about that in the uh, in the episode. But I'm more just saying that to say, I think. Monty really will view um, just I, – I can't even remember my point, but uh, I was I was going on and on. But um, I'm completely lost now. Wow. It's okay. <laughs> it's rumors. It's rumor it's time. It's rumor season. My head's it's all too much. Um, point is, the Kings have a golden opportunity. Yeah. They need to take advantage of it. Uh, anything else in this Wizards report, or do you think we can move on? I think we can move on, and hopefully we don't have to talk about this ever again because I, I'm not a fan of, of this move. Next up on our list, we are going to probably do our, our final mock draft, our final predictions here. So I think that Oof. we both can kind of just dig deep, and it's a scary thing, but we might not record again until after the draft is over. So, Chris, I'm going to ask you right now. Oof. The Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Mm. Select who? Chet Holmgren. He's going one. I think he's going one. I think he's going to end up going one. I know a lot of the the consensus recently, or since the uh, since the lottery, has been Jabari. I just feel like at the end of the day, like the swing for for Chet is too great to not take. I mean, if, if he pans out being the prospect that he can, um, then he will be the best player in this draft for sure. And he definitely has the highest ceiling to me. He probably has the biggest, like the lowest flop, like the lowest floor I would say. But, um, I think I'm pretty confident he is going to be, um, just a very valuable piece, and it's not often that you get a guy with that kind of height he can and shoot. his shooting ability. And yeah. I think you just kind of figure I mean, out the rest. Five blocks per <clears throat> five blocks per thirty six minutes is pretty crazy, insane. Um, that's really crazy. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. I, I do think so. I, I'd imagine that means you have Jabari going two to OKC. Yes, sir. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna flip those personally. I would not be shocked though if they go. Chet Jabari, but I I feel like it's gonna go J- uh, Jabari Chet. No matter what, the first two I would be stunned mm-hmm. if it's not some combination of Jabari and Chet. Yeah, threes where it gets interesting. Threes interesting. We just saw the Rockets trade away Christian Wood. Yep. Which I think people were kind of 
speculating that the Rockets could take Jaden Ivey if he was still there mm-hmm. to form that, that, that talented backcourt with Porter. So that kind of clears away for Paolo, don't you think? Mm-hmm. That kind of like that clears up your power, your starting power forward slash center spot. You're six, you trade your 6'10 forward yeah. away. Now you can bring in another 6'10 forward who's, who's what, ten nine years younger? Mm-hmm. So it's Paolo? I think it's Paolo, but I'm not going to rule out Ivy here. I'm just not. Um, there's, I, there's some kind of shakeup has to happen. I, there's got to be. I mean, I think there's no. I think that there is a chance Ivy goes to to OKC. Even though, like I said before, I think that is just as as congested of a backcourt as wild. Sacramento. But um, to, if if I think if especially if Chet is gone at one, I think there is potential for. Um, for Ivy to slip in at two. I think Chet is probably who OKC really wants. Um, but if he's not there, then you can maybe see something surprising happen. But, uh, yeah, for just sake of argument, we'll go we'll go uh, Chet, too. So. Something could happen, though, to shake it, it out. Could. It could. No one's come could. out and said that we are taking blank with the number one pick or two pick. Nope. That, that normally happens at this point. Yeah. Like, we, we generally have a pretty good idea. Like, who went one last year? One last uh, Cade. year. Cade. Cade. We knew that K was number one pick yeah. days before the draft. Yeah, it was known. Yeah, I think there were some Evan Mobley like whispers, but yeah, it was never. It was, it was well, never anything. Overwhelmingly, though, mm-hmm. like I think even two, a couple of days. I mean, we'll see on what the draft's Thursday, so we'll see on Tuesday. Tuesday night is kind of when you might get that report from Woj or Sham saying the Orlando Magic are are locked in on Jabari Smith, like when they make their selection on Thursday. So we'll see or Chet Holmgren. Um, I will not rule out Ivy going three. I, I really think that – I think the four is set, though. I think the, I think the top four – I mean, the case – Sorry, right. excuse me. Yeah. Top, the top four talents are, are known. The top yes. four talents are Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, and Jaden Ivy. Now, what the Kings will do it for, I think it's in it, – it depends on what happens to the top three. If one of those big three guys fall, Jabari, probably not going to happen. Chet – Maybe there's some some concerns and he does fall. I mean, people yeah. were very speculative that he could fall. I think that has kind of turned, and now his stock is back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's going to fall, I would believe it, it's Paolo. But I think if Paolo's there at four, the Kings have to take him. Do you think if Paolo falls and Ivy goes three, the Kings have to take him at four? Absolutely. Yeah. At 100%. I mean, Paolo, to me, would be the dream situation. I think he's the most likely person in this draft to be a number one scoring option on a team I think he's just an absolute bucket getter um and I think he shows some real star potential with his with his uh playmaking and uh he's got an okay handle for sure but uh I'm just I feel very confident that Paolo is going to at least be a bucket in the pros um and I would love this I think he's got great size as well I think that would be very intriguing to to match up with Sabonis and and see what they can do I think defensively it would be an absolute nightmare but um i think paolo would be incredibly exciting for the kings to get on draft night for sure paolo is a big guy 610 250 an italian man like myself the kings need a power forward they need a power forward that is going to be a difference maker next season and for that i say if any of these guys fall jabari cheddar Paolo, you have to take them there's no excuse not to i mean the, the kings might be high on keegan murray who by all means, I believe he's a fine prospect. I just I would prefer the Kings take one of those four guys, no matter what. If they if they take Murray, I'm going to talk myself into it. I will try to talk myself into it. But if they don't get one of Smith, Holmgren, Bancaro, Ivy, and you're in this position to get one of those guys, like you have you have control over that. You can take yeah. one of those guys, and you don't do it. Yeah, it's a failure in my eyes. Like not a failure, but. Because you never know. I just I think you fail to take the the top talent available. Yeah, and that's the whole point of this. You're just opening opening yourself up for criticism. It's too I much mean, of a bet, a gamble. It is. I this is. It's definitely not apples to apples, but it's mm-hmm. it's the reason why the Kings will forever get slaughtered on the Marvin Bagley for Luca thing, and the and the Suns don't get they went, slaughtered for taking Aiden. They went because position it, over fit. Well, if you, I'm more saying like if you take the guy that people think should go there, like DeAndre Ayton at one, then people will let it slide that you didn't take, you know. So if the Kings take Keegan Murray and he's okay, but Jaden Ivey's amazing, people are going to be like, well, 
yeah, you should have taken Jaden Ivey. You could have taken Jaden Ivey. Why didn't you take Jaden Ivey? It was obvious. But if they just take Jaden Ivey and then Keegan Murray ends up being amazing, being better than Jaden Ivey for sure, then it's kind of like, well, like, you know, he was he was the top pick and like or he was the you know, he was projected to be a top four and we just, you know, it's not our fault. A lot of people were wrong. It's just easier. You you get less flack. That's a hit on the though. back. End. That's when you hit. I mean, how often are the Kings hit on something like that? Uh, never, never. I mean, I wouldn't consider like Tyrese Halliburton was a hit for twelve, but fell. that's not. Yeah, that's not. Other teams are stupid, and that's another thing too. Is yeah, that's the Kings making a decision. That's mm-hmm. them putting their definitive stamp on. We think Keegan Murray is going to be better than Jaden Ivey. That's what that means when you draft yes. some. That's what that means. Otherwise, yes. you would take the other player. Exactly, and that's the Kings more believed what I'm that saying. Marvin Bagley was going to be better than Luca. Exactly, that's what they. That's what that front office believed. Not all of them, but uh, enough to, to make that call. Believed exactly Marvin Bagley, and so did the Phoenix. Phoenix Suns, same thing. They believed that DeAndre Ayton was going to be better than Luka Doncic, which it's kind of funny how no one talks about how Phoenix passed that's him what up. I'm, that's but literally what I'm saying. <laughs> Ayton had a good run in the finals a year ago, but whatever. Um, He's going to get traded this offseason. Maybe on draft night he might get he traded. Might get tra- he probably will not be a son next year. So it, it it comes down to like get like I almost said it a few minutes ago, getting cute. Like I don't want the Kings to get all cute with this and yeah. try to make some, I don't know, just take the best player available. Yeah. And if Monty really does believe Keegan Murray is going to be, like they had their analytics guys, they crunched the numbers, they did the scouting, they did, they did their meetings. If they think that Keegan Murray is going to be better than Jaden Ivey, he's going to be better – than Shaden Sharp, better than than Dyson Daniels. These guys that who who that are going to be there as well. I will try to trust Monty's taste in in what I think that he knows. He's known the draft while he's been here. Davion Mitchell was a good pick. Is he a great pick? We're going to find out. He had a, he had a decent rookie year, but he's two for two so far on on you know not drafting busts. Mm-hmm. I mean Tyrese Halliburton was twelve, so he couldn't really be considered a bust anyway. Davion's top 10 pick, so it could kind of go that, that route. This is a top five pick. So this is the bust or mm-hmm. or not bust Yes, there's two categories, yeah. For top five picks. An average is probably considered a bust at this yes. point, you know, at, at this point in the draft. I think like, Chris, Chris, didn't Chris Dunn go top five or something like that? Yeah, I think he went five. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a very widespread bust or not bust conversation around top five picks. Mm. So this is, this is a very weighted decisions you have an opportunity to take a star with the fourth pick you have the pick of the litter of the rest of the guys I mean like we've said countless times the top three is the top three but the Kings will get their pick of the rest of the draft with whoever it is that they and I've said this from the beginning like you just said do your research crunch your numbers do your scouting I don't care. Ask if, your magic eight ball. Ask your magic eight ball. Ask the magic conch. I don't care. <laughs> no. Fig- figure out who is the best talent. Figure out who's the best fit. Make the pick of that guy. I don't care. Like I said earlier in the episode, I don't care if you take Dyson Daniels at number four. If you really feel like he is the guy and if he pans out to be the guy, it doesn't matter. No one will care. It, you know, th- four months from now, if Dyson Daniels is really good and the Kings took him at four and that was a reach because at the end of the day, you know what people are going to say? Wow, the Kings really did their research and everyone thought that, yeah, Dyson Daniels wasn't as good of a prospect as Jaden Ivey or as whatever, A.J. Griffin, Keegan Murray, all these guys. But they were right. They mm-hmm. did their scouting and they were right and good on the Kings and they clearly have smart people. So that's, you know, that that is a possibility, but I just, I, I I'm... Now. They just need that. to make the right pick. Make the right guy. Uh, pick the right guy. Figure it out because you have literally – no one else is going to divert you from what you want because you we are we, you can already assume that those top three guys are gone. So um, figure out the rest of them. There's got to be six, 56 other guys that are going to get drafted that day. Pick the best one. That being said, who the Kings second fourth? Who is the best player available, Yermani McNair? On all the information. I am like, I. it just feels like Keegan Murray is the safest option to put there. I don't know if he's the safest prospect. Like, who, I will not say that. Who do you but. want and who do you think they will? 
I mean, Jaden Ivey is very interesting to me. The fit questions are legitimate, um, but I do think that that is the backcourt that I would like to see moving forward. And honestly, I don't even think it needs to be the backcourt of the future. It's more just, is Jaden Ivey better than De'Aaron Fox? And if we can figure that out, and if he is better than De'Aaron Fox, then cool. Maybe we can readjust our plan and trade De'Aaron Fox then for somebody else. If Jaden Ivey's better than De'Aaron Fox, that is technically a win. It's a great problem it's to a have. Win. It's, a, it's a very good problem. Fantastic problem to have. Fantastic problem to have. Because mm-hmm. you have a young guard who's a, a, a ton of control, yeah. who has... Again, he's he's a freak with athleticism off the charts. He, mm-hmm. His shot can be developed, I think, into something that can be uh, dangerous. Yeah. So that's I'm kind of the same boat. I want the Kings to draft Jaden Ivey. Mm-hmm. I really want them to. I think I do believe he is the fourth or higher best player in this draft. He yeah. might be a top two player in this draft. I think. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how the top three, with the exception of really. Chet, it's really not talked about. It's more just like they're safe. Like I know I'm pretty confident Jabari's going to be good. I'm pretty confident Paolo's going to be good. But like it's not Jabari Smith could be a star. You know, like mm-hmm. Jabari Smith could change your franchise. To me, Jaden Ivey is, with the exception of Chet, probably the most likely guy to change a franchise. May, may, I agree. Maybe we're not tapped in as much to yeah. those markets, but I agree. I don't hear that as much about. I've heard so much buzz and hype over Jaden Ivey, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah. So. Just don't mess it up, guys. I mean, and that's another thing, too. Like I said earlier, like, if a lot of people are on the Jaden Ivey train and things don't end up going well for Jaden Ivey, obviously it's bad for the Kings because if, you know, if they take Ivey and he's not good, that's not ideal. But you could you you have the deniability of, well, everybody else was also wrong, so, like, how much can you really kill us? Um, and that's obviously not great, but it's a lot better than absolutely being lambasted for taking the complete wrong person. I agree, which is why I'm saying I don't know if Keegan Murray is the wrong person, but my gut, my gut tells me that two things are going to happen. Like we, we've said, if we want, here's what I believe is going to happen for the Kings. Two, two things are going to happen. One, they're going to draft Keegan Murray at four. Mm-hmm. Number two, they're going to trade back. Mm-hmm. They're going to trade back. Yeah. Those are the two things I think are going to happen, and I don't know where they're going to trade up. back. Or, or we could be like Kevin O'Connor, or move up, or make the pick. Or make the pick. <laughs> yeah. Or, we'll, or stay. All with. the options are on the table. Or trade back. No, I, I just think they're going to yeah. take Keegan Murray or trade back pr- probably to 10th. That's, that's my honest, like my final guess as we go into the draft. I hate that. I hate both. I really don't like either I of don't those either. options. Um, I like Keegan Murray. They can trade back a spot or two. For that, I would be. I could probably talk myself into. If you're not having to give up Harrison Barnes, if there's a way the Kings yeah. could give up Rashawn Holmes and maybe uh, Justin Holiday mm-hmm. for the five pick and for um, Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. I'd probably do that. Yeah, sure. Rashawn Holmes. I mean, I just think yeah, Rashawn doesn't have a place for this team this Ra- season. Rashawn the four and Holiday, which that would measure up to about twenty one million. Mm-hmm. For five and Grant, who makes about twenty twenty one million, yeah, that's I feel like that's fair. That feels fair to me, and to me, that's I don't want to go any lower than six, and even six is concerning for me. But then again, Rashawn Holmes, the the Pistons want to keep Marvin Bagley. Huh. I don't know. They they want they yeah. want to keep Marvin Bagley. Anywho, um, that's what I think. I mean, do you have your your final prediction before we move on? I think they're going to take Keegan Murray. At four? I do. Yeah, I think that they're just going to take Keegan Murray at four. It's just all, all signs are pointing in that direction, and it feels like the pick that would cause the least amount of waves immediately. And I think... It's a safe pick. It's the yeah. quote, safe pick, what we've heard so much about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've talked quite a bit about why I'm not too high on or as high as others on Keegan Murray, but it's really just ends up to me coming down to, I feel like the Kings need more than just another role player. And, I agree. you know, they, uh, it's not that they have an excess of role players or uh, it's just, uh, if you're at four, again, if you're at four, don't take role players. They pretty much did that last year when they took Davion, they didn't take the swing. They took the guy that they were confident that he could play and fit a role for them. And, I, at the time, said I am not a fan of taking 
a backup point guard at number nine. That was just to me not a good decision. It was doesn't very, make sense value. It was a very bad reaction. I remember yeah. the knee jerk reactions on Davion were not great. Yes, um, he also didn't want to be here at the beginning. I still have concerns on Davion as well. But um, to me, honestly, I think if we take Keegan, I will probably feel the exact same as I did last year until he averages twenty and ten in summer league. Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, I know. we'll see. We'll see. I think I do think he will do very well in summer league for sure. Seems like a summer league guy. Seems like a definite summer league guy. Guy with size. Guys. Guy with, you know, decent enough um, mobility. He'll definitely do well in summer league for sure. But well, you heard it here, folks. The Return of the War podcast officially. Yeah. I'd say we're we're we believe the Kings are t- are going to draft Keegan Murray. Yeah, it just seems like everything we've been reading, what we've heard from mm-hmm. people that are close to the team. They like him. Murray today had only glowing things to say about the Kings. Maybe he's reading a script. Maybe he wasn't. Of course, he wants to go fourth. So, um, yeah. Should we turn back the clock or do you have anything else you want to say? Just if it's not Murray, if it is Ivy, then it's very clear that Monty Monty made that choice. And Monty, Monty feels confident that, in Jaden Ivy. Hopefully, it's Monty making the decision no matter what. That's because, all yeah, I care I mean, about. I, I feel like. All of the Murray buzz is from people who are not Monty McNair. So I, I need Monty McNair yeah. to make this pick. Yes, yes. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. Not Wes Wilcox. He can put his input input in. Yeah. I don't want Vivek Ranadive in the city of Sacramento <laughs> on draft night. I want him in the Bay Area at his yeah. mansion or yeah. wherever he at wants a warrior, to go. At the celebration. He can the, be at the parade. At the parade. Yeah, the, parade the Warriors could be parade. Happening. <laughs> I don't care. I need him out of the building. Yeah. I need Monty McNair and the rest of his trusted counterparts. In the war room with classical calming music playing. Yes. Maybe, you know, some sparkling water, whatever. You yes. need to relax, have a candle lit. Yep. Soothing, maybe whale sounds playing. Soothing motions, soothing sounds. <laughs> Is that no, calming to people? <laughs> nobody bother him. Yeah, please. He's drafting. So, one week. One week from today. Um, how about However, de- we're going to draft right now. How about right one now? decade? Um, real quick, just to kind of go ahead. Real quick, uh, we do our pre our, our redrafts in a podcast. If you make it this far, thank you so much. But we will be doing our post draft podcast either Thursday night, yes, or okay. Friday morning. Um, we're going to figure it out. We'll yes. be at the draft that night. We'll be in the mm-hmm. the media room talking to Monty. Might be there kind of late. Chris, I might just decide to pull a, a late nighter. We definitely could. Might decide to pull a late nighter. Probably, honest probably to God, should. it. Depends on who they pick. It depends on who they pick. If they, if, they, <laughs> if they do something crazy or make a big trade, we're gonna come to the station. Yeah. Like we'll we'll put aside the fun and come to the yeah. station. If they kind of do something not so popular, we'll see you Friday morning before I yeah. go on my vacation. Yeah. Um. But we will be we will be coming to you on Friday. Um. Anywho, Chris, we're turning back the clock. Ten years. Ten years. Twenty twelve feels like yesterday, man. I graduated from high school in two thousand twelve. Wow. You're you're wow. you're next. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, I know. I am. This is my ten year. My ten year anniversary would have been now, I think. But I guess the class president just dropped the ball on it because she never. <laughs> nice going, she, Brad. I know. Oh, she, Angeli, Lexi. I don't know. She You're put something Lexi. on uh, on Facebook. So are we doing a reunion? Hat? Yeah, we should have planned. Excuse this. me, that's your job. Should have planned this a year ago, dude. Okay, twenty twelve <laughs> was a very sad, sad draft when you look at. The players that went behind the Kings. Um, whose turn is it for the first pick? Um, it's I mine. did first. You did next. It's one. me. Yeah, it's you. My turn. My yeah. my. It's it's my turn. My turn. It's my turn. <laughs> Shout out, Skip. Shout out, Skip Bailey. My turn. Number one pick: the New Orleans Hornets. Who took Anthony Davis with this first pick? The New Orleans Hornets took Anthony Davis with his first pick. I am not going to pick Anthony Davis with the first whoa, pick. Whoa, 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 I'm going with the player the Kings did not pick. Who brought, They brought him for two workouts and chose not to pick him anyway. Who they re- reportedly told they were going to pick him and did not select him. Who is going to be – he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think that's pretty clear. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Uh, top 75 player. Top Yeah, six, six-time All-Star. Six ML NBA, NBA seventy five team, Damian Lillard from Weber State, by the way, who would play Sacramento State, and the man's out there cooking people every night. And he played in what Big Sky? Yep, Big Sky. Big, Big Sky. Sky That's first pick, Damian Lillard. 
That's really bold. I feel like that is not the consensus. Um, I'm going to take Anthony Davis at number two here and run. Sh- sh- I'm uh, going to sprint up to the podium. So you're not going to take Michael Kidd Gilchrist? No, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who is no longer in the league, which is insane. Um, I think Kidd Gilchrist was like one of the youngest players to ever get drafted. He was he had a very super ugly shot. young when he got drafted. His shot was disgusting. Um no, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis here. I mean, this is Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Bobcats at the time. Bobcats at the time, I believe. Um, they're about they're about to become the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Turn back to the Hornets. Yes. Yeesh. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just going to sprint up to the podium as fast as possible. Put in Anthony Davis. I think uh, I am honestly not the biggest Anthony Davis fan. He has been. Uh, I loved him in college. I thought he was going to be a generational prospect and. Obviously, the injuries has been a huge part of his career. He's never really been able to put multiple seasons of of healthy basketball together. But when he is on, he for sure is one of the most rare players in the league. Uh, He insists on taking jump shots, which if I were his coach, I would would just scream at him every single time. Uh, He's an okay three-point shot. He's definitely developed it. Um, To me, it's more just he is – the most perfect center you can put in today's game. Uh, he can stretch the floor. He's obviously a fantastic rim protector. Incredibly long. Very smart. Um, I think an underrated passer, honestly. I've been really impressed with uh, the games that I've watched him play with the Lakers. Just his passing ability. Uh, there's really not anyone who's comparable to him. He's like a very skinnier, more mobile Carl Anthony Towns almost. Um He's just he's he is I think if I'm not mistaken Anthony Davis was one of the first unicorns that we ever had like mm-hmm. people that we actually would call a unicorn, um, and he totally fits the billing. He's uh, got an NBA championship. Who I I believe there's only a couple guys uh, in this draft who have championship rings. Um, yeah, go Hall to of Anthony Famer. Davis. Anthony also Davis. Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean he's only 29. He has plenty of career to go. Yes, injury guy. Concern, Big injuries. Very concerned about the injuries, yeah. but eight-time All-Star. He's a three-time block champ, uh, all-defensive. I don't think he's ever won Defensive Player of the Year before, which is kind of interesting. So he's still got some things to accomplish on that end that I'm sure he wants to, to, to notch. You know, Four-time All-Defense, though. Never never all Four-time uh, All-Defense, three-time block champ. Never Defensive Player of the Year, though. Um, NBA 75 list, which is very debatable. He's 29 years old, too. Yeah. Uh, third pick. Was originally Bradley Beal, and it's yeah. going to stay Bradley Beal. Mm, I'm again, going to interesting. Keep Bradley Beal, the third pick, uh, probably the most hotly like people really want him on the Kings. People want him on the Kings so bad. He's a bucket. I do not think it's going to be possible though. The, the the Wizards probably want a lot for him. Yeah. He has only well, he has a player option for this year. Is he going to not take the player option this year? He'd be smart to do to no, go into. He he'd be he smart to do. I think he did pick exercise yeah. already, but he would have been smart to opt out and get a. But why would he? I don't know. Because he, I don't think he can get that much money. He can't get. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, that what is it? Is he at like forty or something like that this year? I think so. Thirty-seven. Oh, no, I think it's gonna be like yeah, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven million this year. He's gonna opt into, um, and he can't get that money anywhere else. No. But I'm taking Bradley Beal. Uh, we'll see what happens with his career. I do not think he will be a Washington Wizard past next trade deadline. He will definitely be a guy that probably gets moved, but great shooter. Bad year last year, 30% from the field, played injured, had uh, had some wrist issues, 37% for his career, 22 points per game for his career. Yeah, Bradley Beal, third pick. Led the league in scoring two years ago. He what? Led the league in scoring two years ago. He averaged 30 points per game for two straight years. Yeah. Absolute bucket. I mean, him and and John Wall's playoff runs were, were really fun and yeah, Brad's a, Brad's a great player. I don't know if I would have gone with him with this third pick because I'm going to go with... Fourth pick was... Uh, fourth pick was Dion Waiters. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with perhaps the best defensive player we've seen uh, definitely since his time uh, of being drafted, Draymond Green, with the number four pick. Uh, Draymond is and was the definition of uh, the optimal center. I mean, the his ability to still play as a big uh, while being 6'7 and being able to stretch the floor in his prime, even though he was never really that great, especially if you look at the numbers, he was never that great of a three-point shooter. But just the fact that he had the threat of 
spacing the floor made him the perfect small ball center um, for this generation and specifically for the team of the generation, the Golden State Warriors. Um, how good would Draymond be if he's not on the Warriors? I think is one of the biggest, like, you know how Marvel Debates. has that what if show? Yeah. Where like, what if? What if Draymond Green got yeah. drafted by the Sacramento Kings? Exactly. Yeah. What if Harry Osborne became Spider-Man and not Peter Parker type things where it's like, uh, is Draymond really that good of a player if he's on a bad team? Or is he just, yeah, like how valuable is I think right now he's averaging 8-8-8 eight, eight, and eight or something like that. How valuable yeah. is that to a team that's not winning or t- a team that is trying to figure it out, a team that doesn't have two of the best shooters of all time? Can you, you know, h- how much more of a role can you give Draymond and, and have it be successful? I mean, I love Draymond as a player. I think my actual pickup basketball game is very comparable to Draymond Green, the current Draymond Green, not the green, green of prime. But, uh, yeah, Draymond Green, number four. Draymond Green, going four. I'm now at the Sacramento Kings, the fifth pick. Fifth pick. Fifth pick. The Kings, as we know, they took Thomas Robinson, who I was, Ish. I was stoked. I was so excited for him. We look at what T-Rob did in college. I'll pull it up right here. Uh, he averaged at Kansas as a as a junior, seventeen point seven points, twelve rebounds, one point eight assists. He shot fifty percent from the field. I mean, he he was, I think he was all American. I mean, he, he probably was the top college basketball player behind Anthony Davis. I think because they played together in the national. They were on a very stacked team. They played together <laughs> in the national championship. Um, they had both Morris twins. Yeah, at King, that time, Kings Kings took him. Uh, I was we thought we had the the fit next to Demarcus Cousins at power forward, and I think it took about three games for us to just to realize he is very bad. Well, my problem with Thomas Robinson always was, and the reason I wasn't happy, he couldn't dribble, couldn't shoot, couldn't pass. Generally, if you can't do those things, he's also like six 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 seven. So if you can't do those things. You're probably not going to end up being a fantastic basketball player. He's six ten, but I don't believe that. No, no, oh, absolutely. No, I don't I believe would, that. I would put every single dollar I own that Thomas Robinson is below six eight. You know, in most recruit things, recruit things, recruit rankings on when you go to basketball departments, it'll pull up the whole high school recruit rank. Uh, Two thousand nine. Where do you think he was in the high school recruit rank? Not high. I would say. I would say probably. 84 28th that's bad that's no, most good. guys yeah. you come across that are like are, are players you yes. know like for reference i'll go to jeremy lamb i bet jeremy lamb's higher nope jeremy lamb's lower that's a bad example <laughs> jeremy lamb was, <laughs> was lower. 78 yeah austin rivers was second yeah i austin mean rivers harrison was, i think harrison barnes was, was one was one yes, harrison barnes damian was lillard was uh doesn't have a listed point I mean, is yeah he ended up going he weaver. wasn't even he was on weaver state yeah. point is he was down there i mean 28 year on Peyton Siva, Lorenzo Brown, Royce White, who, you know, my goodness, the Ware brothers. I think one of them played for the Kings. Um, with the fifth pick, though, I'm going to do it right this time. I'm going to redo this. I'm going to do it the way it should have been done if the Kings had a very good scouting team. Robert Soccer. And a, yeah, and a time <laughs> machine to know that this player would be an all-star, a difference maker. The Kings could really use him right now. Chris Middleton. Yeah, I mean, just an absolute bucket. Came in. I think uh, he's the the exact type of guy the Kings need right now. If they could just add Chris Middleton to their team, a guy who could absolutely get buckets, um, I think that would be a phenomenal fit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely would have fit in on the Kings if they would have taken him in the second round or something like that. Like, it would have been amazing to have Middleton on this team. If only. If only. Do we want to do just like rapid fire for sure? Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to even look. Like I mean, there's Harrison Barnes is available. He'd probably be next. next. He he's probably most definitely next. Um, Goes to Portland. Yeah, Andre Drummond's up there. Drummond's career has been very underwhelming. He has the third most win shares in this draft class. Yeah, that's very interesting. Very valuable, well, I guess, in Detroit for he put up. Bad teams. I mean, he was putting up ridiculous oh, numbers on like twenty twenty nights Six, routinely. Here's what he averaged. Okay, uh, this is year by year from twenty fifteen to twenty twenty. These are all seasons I'm gonna read off. He averaged sixteen and fifteen, thirteen and thirteen, fifteen and sixteen, seventeen and fifteen, 
17 and 15. And this all the by the way, he's averaging over a block and a half per game this entire time. So yeah, he was a he was that guy for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he was like a a discount DeMarcus, uh, not in the terms of he couldn't he could never shoot the ball. Um but he in terms of numbers, he was really just a guy on a very bad team that was the only good piece, and uh, he would definitely show out for sure. He's also only 28 years old. Yes. And his averaging, yeah, I mean, I, I think in his career is definitely leaning towards being over Which at is great. You know, he was really good for Brooklyn last year, he though. played. He played well for Brooklyn, for he sure. He kind of re- rediscovered himself. I yeah. told you, I think, on 2K, I was in the Nets, and he was, I think he averaged 18 and 13 That's, for us on the Nets. Yeah, he, he's a definite regular season player. It's just once you get to the postseason, I don't think, you definitely can't close games with him on the floor. Um, and, like, in a series you see now with, um, you know, with the Celtics and the Warriors, I don't think there's any way he could stay on the floor. Um, and I think that's the biggest problem with him is he's just he's not a very mobile big and he's kind of he's kind of an old school guy um, that is playing in a new game. Um, kind of going off the list here, it'd be probably Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Uh, maybe Jay Crowder would go eighth. Yeah. Will Barton. Evan Your boy Fournier. Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. Your guy Jeremy Lamb. Mo is in this draft. John Henson. Terrence Jones. I mean, Austin Rivers, I would take number one personally. Ooh, this is what I wanted to end Yeah, up. I was gonna, you wanted to talk about this guy. Well, I just wanted to bring up, not not too much, just wanted to say Jared Sollinger. Yeah. I was a huge Jared Sollinger guy when he was at college. I, I would watch him. Uh, he averaged at Ohio State as a freshman. He had a better freshman season. He should have had him to draft after his freshman year. I don't know why he stayed again. He, he had a better freshman year. 17 points, 10 rebounds, 1.2 assists. He shot 40, 54% from the field. He stayed in college, shot a little better over the same amount of games, literally the same amount of games, 37, 37. But I thought he was going to come into the NBA and be like the next Chris Webber. I mean, 6'9", 260. He was a guy that had, had mid-range, a really nice mid-range. And he just, his knees completely fell apart. Yeah, I mean, he was really fat, honestly. That was his he biggest He did get problem. a little doughy. He, yeah, he, he could never stay in shape. And uh, he also fell in the draft because he was, like, one of the first big prospects to ever have, like, a medical red flag. Was that was like a, It was his heart, I think. Was like, it he had a heart condition. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, he was supposed to be projected to be a top 10 pick, and then he ended up back. falling to 21. I knew it was somewhere in the chesty area. It was, red, it, it was red flag due to an issue with his back. Uh, League-wide concern. He was a top 10 pick. Yeah. But he fell to 21. To 21 to Boston. And he yeah. he played really well for them for, them yeah. for three years, four years. Yeah, four years. From 20, 2012 when he got drafted to 2016, he averaged 11.1 points, 7.7 boards, uh, 44% from the field. I mean, he was a good player. I mean, that's. I think we would be fine with that off our bench. Mm-hmm. So twenty first pick also doesn't really hurt. But Solinger pouring out for you. You were you were one of my favorite college guys to watch. This this draft has a lot of guys that I just loved to watch in general. I mean Quincy Acey's in this draft. Uh, who else is in here? Festus Azili. R.I.P. Fab Mello. Fab Mello. R.I.P. Andrew Nicholson. I really liked. Uh, yeah, Royce White obviously has King's connections. His story is crazy. Azili? Festus, yeah, Festus. Uh, Sac- Sacramento and you a college guy, right? Yeah, he went to Jesuit. He went to Jesuit. No went, thanks. Yeah. Um, Orlando Johnson had a cup of tea with the Kings. He, he did. I think he might have been a summer league champion, Orlando Johnson. He came through a couple times. If you want to see the greatest highlight reel of a scrub, Jared Cunningham, <laughs> who also, I believe, played for the Kings. You were, really big, you were really big on him, weren't you? Jared Cunningham? Yeah. Oh, yes. He had yes. bounce. I loved Jared Cunningham. I... Freaking him and Tyler Honeycutt could have like literally made like a dunk contest on their own. Bobby Sacre was uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, yes. Robert Sacre was the 60th pick. Uh, also, shout out who else is Tyshawn Taylor was a very like Mario Chalmersy point guard for Can- also went to Kansas, yeah. which is probably where I'm drawing the connection. Kansas really has a type for their point guard: the Frank Mason, the Tyshawn Taylor, Mario Chalmers of the world. They're all like very small guards who can shoot. And uh, who are pretty decent playmakers, but uh, yeah, just a really fun Kendall Marshall, who I thought would have been like a a Ricky Rubio light 
which he ended up being like a diet Ricky Rubio light. A diet Ricky Rubio light. <laughs> like a, just a super diet Ricky Rubio. Half the calories. Turns out you just assists. don't, yeah, you just don't have, uh, you just don't have a career if Ooh. you're a diet light. Will Barton went 40th in this draft. Will Barton, yeah, I mean, he, he was, there's, I mean, he was a bucket in college, but Memphis. there was no way he was going to get drafted He's, anywhere near. He's definitely a player now. I mean, he's yeah, absolutely. He is a what's he on? Not a, he's on a pretty good contract. Yeah, yes, he is definitely on a healthy contract. Sixteen that million is next year. Currently preventing yeah Denver from doing things. Yeah, <laughs> um, solid. Just like a really random solid draft. Like this is still draft. clearly like analytics had not came in yet because it was just the variance of the picks were so. I mean, for Kid Gilchrist to go two and Middleton and Draymond to go in the in the thirties. Um, I just don't think those those things happen anymore. There's like a, a 13, 14 player deep. Like, they're decent players in this draft. Yeah. Like 13, 14 deep. Whereas, I think last week our draft was, let me go back to it. it I think we had five. Deep, yeah. Last I thought, week no, was? Last, last week was deep. It oh, last week was, yeah. last week was deep. That yeah. was the Butler, Kawhi, Kyrie, yeah. Kemba Walker, Vucevic, Tobias Harris. Yeah. yeah. I think it was 2010. Was 2010 a, was, was a very shallow. Poo-poo draft. Yeah. Um, that was the DeMarcus yeah. one. Yeah. After, after the... the Four or five picket just kind of took a nosedive. Um, yep. Anywho. Next week we have a very infamous draft, which is also infamous for being bad. Um, the Ben McLemore draft. We got through Thomas Robinson. Um, the Kings should have taken Chris Middleton, turns out. We're doing them all. Next year. Next year. Next week we will do the fa- the next year's draft, 2013. Uh, this has Anthony Bennett sitting at the top. Will Anthony Bennett crack our top ten? Find out next week. Uh, the Kings obviously had the number seven pick. We will probably run through top ten of that draft, but um, stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Frank is currently dying. Uh, this is also the Giannis draft. So, yeah, something tells me Giannis probably goes one. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to fall. Yeah, uh, He's going to fall. Anything else? Maybe one last bold take. Sure. I, think, I think the Kings are going to trade. This, okay, this, this is like a hot, 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 hot. Stove. Hot, 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 hot take. Uh, the Kings are going to trade for John Collins without moving the fourth pick. So what? That'd be Harrison Barnes and like some filler, maybe a future first. Uh, Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they're. I feel like they. In Atlanta really has to get rid of somebody. Uh-huh. They have. They don't have room. They have no cap space. Yeah. They're going to hit the luxury tax. They have to get rid of John Collins. So say H H B. Maybe Justin Holiday, a future first, should be enough to get it done. Yeah, I, I just again, someone, if, someone you, offers if more. you lose Harrison, where who plays three? And like, are you hope you're then hoping uh, Keegan Murray has the athleticism to play three, which I'm not so. Well, on. at that point, I hope they just do the damn right thing and take Jaden Ivy. But but then who's starting at the three? Mo Harkless. That's the only problem. Probably have to address it with like free agency or another trade. Yeah, maybe a Rashawn Holmes deal. Rashawn Holmes deal or something. Or Kelly Oubre or something. That's interesting. I don't. I don't dislike. Now that. we're really spitballing. Yeah. Now, now, Oubre, Collins, yeah. Sabonis, Fox, Ivy. That does some things. That does some things for mm-hmm. me. I'm. I know I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. intrigued. Uh, that was almost Yoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to get through this podcast out of Yoda, yeah. a Yoda impression. You, you were, were so really mistaken. You were wrong. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any bold predictions. And with you know what? Heavy. I'm going to say it. The Kings are trading for Chet Holmgren. They're doing it. They're freaking doing it because they want to make me happy. The Kings are going to trade number four. Oh my gosh! I don't even know a future first. It has to be a future first. As do they? Well. Even, but like an OKC doesn't want Harrison Barnes. What is Harrison Barnes no, going to do pro- for that's OKC? That's probably like, all they would do because he probably yeah. can't do any. F- Maybe Lou Dort. Which how much does Lou Dort make? Here's the thing. okay. Ooh, boom! Frank, you just opened up the box. Boom! This year's first, next year's first, top one protected go or top three. We'll say top three protected becomes unprotected. Do you know year. much? Do you know much money Lou Dort makes? Probably under a mil. One point nine million. Yeah. So the Kings could trade. Probably Let's, nothing. They're probably going to take him back. What do you think of two firsts and Davion Mitchell for Dort and two? 
I like that a lot, personally. I would do it. I love it. I would do it. Send it into the league right now. Secaucus, you have my number. I love Davion Mitchell. I do like him on the Kings. I, I really, I think if you can get Lou Dort, who is a, a de- great defender. Bigger Davion Mitchell. A good defender. He's a score average 17 points yeah. per game last year. He can rebound. He, shoot, he yeah. can he rebounds like Buddy Heald. Uh, which that was the that was the only that was the only thing I would say was salvageable about oh Buddy Hield's game. No, no, I said he doesn't shoot like Buddy Hield or play like Buddy Hield. He could rebound like Buddy. I Hield. would much rather have Lou Dort than Divincenzo as well, and I think that could. I don't know if uh, yeah, I mean uh, that frees up any money. Lou for Dort, them, but. yeah, steal per game. Um, I would do it. Thank you. If you can get Chet Holmgren and Lou Dort, I'm gonna do it. And it takes Davion Mitchell. I'm doing it. Let's do it. Send it in. Uh, That's going to do it. I mean, yep. hey, we'll be back. We'll be back. The real deal. Well, we'll see you on Tuesday. We're going to do a, our, our player draft. Player profile. If anything big happens before them, we'll obviously we'll yes. come on. <laughs> if the Kings trade the pick, we will at least do a mini or, episode. Or if like a huge thing comes out, like if Woj or Shams or someone tweets, the Kings are locked in on Keegan Murray, we're going to hop on and not just talk about, not just yeah. do a podcast about Jeremy Lamb, even though Chris is very excited. I'm dying for it. Uh, and that's going to be it. So thank you very much for listening. If you got this far, uh, sorry for forgetting what I was talking about mid-sentence. Uh, that I would like to say that won't happen again, but it definitely will. Uh, for Frankie Cardicelli, I'm Chris Watkins. Thank you so much for Happy listening. draft. Happy draft. Happy Father's Day. Let's hope that we nail this thing.